He charged me with resisting arrest. Get that confidence in jail. I object. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Allegedly Bravo. I'm your hostess, Lauren. Um, I was going to say hostess with the mostess, but then I remembered I said that the last time, and I got tripped up, and it was kind of like a... What did she say in Mean Girls? Gruel. I I totally had a gruel moment. Anyway, welcome to Allegedly Bravo. I'm Lauren. And today we're going to be talking about something like so beyond exciting, at least to me, hopefully to everyone else. We're going to be talking about Miss Kim Zolciak Bierman and her little tardy mortgage payment. Okay, we're getting to the bottom of it. And I'll have all of you guys know right here and now, I spent money to get this stuff. Okay, I had to put in a credit card in at least three different places to get the information that I'm presenting to you today. So with that in mind, just know my whole heart and spirit went into this. And I'm just excited to share and present it all to you. Okay. So by the way, if you guys want to watch this as a video, head over to YouTube. Um, I'm going to post it there and I'll post the documents that I have on Patreon Um, and Patreon members get these episodes first and always ad free. Okay. So with that being said, I have cozied into my little futon. I have poured myself a little cocktail. I'm having an old fashioned and I made it myself and I, I prefer my old fashioned over most old fashions. Let me tell you how I do it. I have regular old diner sugar, like the kind that's in the tube, not necessarily like even a sugar cube or this or that, just like the tube kind of sugar, diner sugar, put a little bit in the bottom of your cup and you sprinkle some of the orange bitters and some of the yellow bitters. One's aromatic and one's like Augustana or something. And then you mix it and you mix that sugar with those bitters until it's like a really cool amber looking like syrup. And then you add your whiskey or bourbon of choice. I'm drinking Angel's Envy. It's so good. And then I always add ice and a little bit of water. And I know that people are like, water, pussy, but it's like, no, no, I can have whatever I want. I can have whatever I want. And so can you. And if you want to have yours without water, have yours without water. Okay. So I'm settled into my little futon. I have my beautiful picture of patron saint of all of us. Um, Miss Dolly Parton. Oh, she's just so beautiful. You can't see her though, because she's blocked out. You just can't see her. I have my Tiffany moon candle is lit flickering about. I'm staring right at it. I have Labetatol or something, by the way, Carol, if you're listening, Carol from Apple podcast reviews, She didn't like that we spoke about this candle for 10 minutes. She's like, really? 10 minutes about Tiffany Moon's candle? Ugh. It is one of the best candles I've ever had in my life, Carol. I implore you to purchase one, Carol. 
And then I think you should come on here and let's have a little chit chat. And I think you should get the one that's called Xanax because you need to take one and calm down. Okay. Okay. Bye wig in the spirit of our Kim Zolciak. Bye wig. That being said, you guys take this moment to hit pause, head on over to wherever you're listening to this that allows you to do reviews. And if you're listening like on Spotify and you can't do a review, go to, go to Apple podcast or something, go ahead, find the show and give a five-star review. And if you want to leave like a comment, go ahead, like a nice kind comment. But I just hate that Carol's like the last one on my mind, you know? Blah. Okay. Buy wig for real. I can't. So I'm, I was doing the research for this episode and I was like, okay, it's kind of crazy that everyone on one hand is like, okay, this woman owes $300,000. Oh, for everyone who doesn't know, by the way, Kim Zolciak Bierman was an OG housewife of the real housewives of Atlanta. And one thing I must say about the real housewives of Atlanta, that we stand very firmly in this thought here, this school of thought here at allegedly Bravo real housewives of Atlanta is one of the best franchises or one of the best really television series of all time of all time. If you are not watching real housewives of Atlanta, you should be ashamed of yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You should be ashamed of yourself. You think that Brooks Brooks Thayers or whatever his name is, was the first one to fake cancer. No. Girth Brooks. No. Girth Brooks wasn't the first one to fake cancer on the Real Housewives franchises. No, it was Kim Zolciak that started on Atlanta. Okay. Kim Zolciak was saying that she has to wear wigs because she doesn't have a lot of hair because she's really, it's thinning because she has disorders and she also had a cancer scare and X, Y, Z. It was a lot of, a whole lot of like, when's it going to be ready? Uh, Spring, summer, February, spring, summer, or September, whatever she said. (laughs) See another Atlanta woman, another Atlanta woman coming in with one of the most quotable lines of all times. Really, honestly, if you're not watching The Real Housewives of Atlanta, just just reevaluate, reevaluate, get a therapist, don't get better help, don't get better help, because I've heard from therapists who like aren't on better help that it's like a therapist farm and maybe you'll have a therapist one day that's like a really great one and you like them and then you're scheduled for your next therapy appointment and then like it's not the same one. It's somebody else. And it's like that therapist like left or just, I don't know, they double booked or something. I don't have better help, but I'm just saying, and, and I do remember, I think it was, we thought you asked the podcast. We thought you asked one of the sisters is a therapist and she was talking about how they like sell your data. That's so bad. You cannot be going to a therapist that sells your data. That's just wrong. And it's like unethical, you know? Okay. So Miss Kim, we were introduced to her 
on Bravo TV in 2008 when she just broke through as this crazy white lady in a wig on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. She was a single mom. She had two cute little daughters, Brielle and Ariana. She, I believe, lived in a townhouse. And I remember one of, and this isn't like some original memory here because it's like one of the most memeable moments ever. But my favorite moment of Kim Zolciak Bierman, nay, just Kim Zolciak at that point in time, my favorite image of her is her sitting in the front seat of like a convertible and she's like smoking a cigarette and and she has a glass of Chardonnay in the driver's seat of this convertible and she's like listening to her like own song or something like I love this woman she's unhinged and if you go back and look at her season one and then you put a picture of her season two next to it I mean, not two season right now, like whatever she looks like now next to season one, Kim, you would be like, these are not the same people. This person is completely a different person than this person. They don't look the same. I don't know what it is. Actually, I do. It's plastic surgery. The woman appears to have had, and I don't know this for sure. So this is all allegedly Allegedly, this woman has had a chin implant. I believe she's had some lip filler a time or two. There's a lot of Botox happening. And I've also noticed that like a lot of women who use Botox don't even necessarily need to get like cheek lifts or like chin implants because their Botox like kind of does it for them. This woman has fillers. I mean, Oh my God. She has huge boobs. Like she's just like a walking Barbie. Here's another thing about Kim Zolciak that I find uncomfortable. I'll say if you've ever seen a picture of Kim Zolciak and her bare midriff, she has an odd belly button. It's weird. It's like one of those belly buttons that like, and I'm sorry if you have this belly button, But it's one of those belly buttons that's like really, really flat, but like long, like lengthwise, but like flat. So you're almost like, that's not like what Barbie had that wasn't really a belly button. It was more so like a gesture of where the belly button would be. Kim has one of those. It's like a little pinpoint and it's like the same exact belly button as court. No, Khloe Kardashian. Chloe Kardashian and Kim Zolciak Bierman have the same belly buttons. Now, Chloe would be upset to hear about that because Chloe, she doesn't even like belly buttons. So this conversation would just bug her out all the way. But I think Kim would love this comment just a little too much because sometimes I think that Kim has like, I don't know, tried to assume the role of Chloe Kardashian. Is that weird to say? But it's like they get the same hair, the same big hair, and not they get the same. Like Chloe gets it, and then Kim Zolciak Bierman gets it. It's like pitta patta pitta patta. She's always following in her footsteps. I don't know, but it's like kind of like copycat and like it's a little sad, but also maybe it's just her style. And also, I'll just say like, Chloe has been wearing a lot more color recently. And I do feel like Kim pretty much sticks to like neutrals and blacks and like really tight things. 
And, you know, so does Chloe, I guess. I just think that I think Kim Zolciak Beerman's a little obsessed with Chloe. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Do you think Chloe watches these shows? If she watches these shows, then she must listen to at least a podcast or two. And so if she's listening to this one, because she probably is, Chloe, get your head out of your ass. You need to get your head out of your ass. No more Tristan. No more Tristan. As my friend Carrie would say, all done. All done. No more. All done. All done. No more Tristan. Okay. We're going to put it away now. And I don't think we're going to play with it again. You've gotten two beautiful children. We haven't seen the boy. I ho- I'm assuming he's beautiful. It's a baby. Could go either way. Anyway, it's not a Kardashian podcast. It's a Kim Zolciak Beerman podcast. Let's let's circle back to what this is actually is about. So in 2008, Kim joined the most iconic cast ever, season one of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Then in 2012, oh, while she was on that series, Real Housewives of Atlanta, there was this like event that was being put on that was called like Dancing with the Stars of Atlanta. And it was like a fundraiser for like, I want to say like a dance group. I can't remember. It's been, it's been a while, but the point of it is Croy, who's now Kim's husband was there and we all got to watch them meet and Kim be like, that is mine and get his phone number. And now they're freaking married with a bunch of kids and a foreclosure notice. It's crazy how time flies. It's crazy. It's like you blink, you blink and Kim's got a new face and a new foreclosure notice. So in 2012, they filmed the whole marriage ceremony wedding, I guess you would call it. How do you say cucumber? In 2012, they filmed that for a series called Don't Be Tardy for the Wedding. Now, that's a play on Don't Be Tardy for the Party, which was the subject of a lawsuit between Candy Burris, another Real Housewives of Atlanta superstar, who also wrote, I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy who can't get no love from me. Iconic. Iconic. Um, she So... Candy wrote a song for Kim called Dump It Tidy for the Party. Whoa, whoa, Dump It Tidy for the Party. Whoa, whoa. Long story short, Candy was like, You're not paying me. I need something for this work that I've done here for you. And Kim was like, No, yada, yada, yada. I didn't really research that. So we're going to skip that whole entire lawsuit. But that's where they got the inspiration of Don't Be Tardy for the Party, which, by the way, starred the Don't Be Tardy for the Party as the theme song. So it's like Candy is just writing hit after hit after hit. Well, this show went on for years, about eight years. It was so fun. Don't Be Tardy was like watching Below Deck before people watched Below Deck. Below Deck was slept on for quite some time, and 
I think that's, I don't know who to blame for that. I'll blame the men. I'm going to blame the men. That It's their fault. So that's what Don't Be Tardy was like, what we watched like before everyone watched Below Deck. It was so fun. And the one of the, I think it was the last season, it was the quarantine still. And this family rented this whole ass RV. By the way, Kim has like a hundred kids with tight ass Croy, Evan Bierman. So many fucking kids and a chef. And like, she brings everybody. She brings everybody on this little, I don't know what you call it, a Winnebago. And it has air conditioner, but only for like the first hour. It's chaotic. It's so fun. You guys have to go back and watch it. If you can find it for free. I don't know if I'd pay for it. So don't be tardy was canceled in 2020, as was a lot of things. I would like someone to name one thing that wasn't canceled for them in 2020. That's right. Nobody could. And if you did, nobody heard you because this is a podcast. So Kim Zolciak Bierman was actually scheduled to star in a new reality show on Bravo with Nini called Nini and Kim, The Road to Riches. I don't know what it was about, but what I picture in my head is like Nini and Kim, like Paris and Nicole, The Simple Life, like The Road to Riches, I feel like would be a road trip show, you know? But it looks like Kim got what she wanted because then they got the Winnebago season, but that was canceled too. So I guess the point of the Winnebago is it's a kiss of death. Like if you're going to film a series in a Winnebago, you're asking to be canceled. And honestly, it's like, how long can you watch people like sit on a couch facing the wrong way, like bouncing around, like being like, oh, 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 I hope that doesn't open. Oh God. Oh God. Like, or being like, there's no way this man can drive this thing. There's no way, you know, it's like you, you're going down the highway and you see these people in these big ass RVs. And it's like, sir, I know for a fact that you drive a gold Toyota Camry outside of this experience. I don't trust you with this big old piece of machinery. The fact that they just let people rent RVs willy nilly is like, I don't know if people from other countries would ever allow that. I mean, that's so dangerous and they're all old too. It's like, um, did you get your cataract surgery done before you piled all your grandkids into this thing, drained your 401k and said, get in the car, Janet, probably, you know, probably not. I don't think he got his cataracts fixed. It's scary that that and the big sumo truck drivers. Holy shit. Sometimes I'm like, do you even see me down here? I'm in a four door sedan. I don't know if they see me down there. It's a lot of anxiety. I got to get a new car. Okay. So the road to riches did not go through. It just didn't. So that's kind of where Kim's TV life ended was in that Winnebago. So where did her life begin? Well, Kim was born in Pensacola, Florida. If you're wondering, why does Pensacola, Florida sound familiar? It's because that's where they all went on escaping Amish. That's where a bunch of escaping Amish people go down to Pensacola. 
It sounds fun. I was supposed to go on an Amish trip, but that got canceled in 2020. Shocker. Me and my sister and my mom were supposed to go take a little tour of a Amish community and like make butter and do the whole nine. And it got canceled. So fuck you, 2020, you know? So that's why Pensacola sounds familiar to you. It's breaking the Amish. Best show. Best show on TLC. Besides Sister Wives and almost any other show on TLC. Okay. At age 17. Okay. At age 17, Kim Zolciak had an affair with a Windsor Locks police sergeant who had interviewed her as a material witness in a criminal investigation. So this officer, like a crime happened. Kim was a witness. This officer was taking her witness statement and then they started banging. That's incredible. Kim is so wild. Okay. But that's so bad because this is a sergeant and Kim was just 17 years old. That's so bad. That's like bad enough to say defund the police. I mean, that should just be said anyway, I guess. Okay. We don't have to get political on here. Anyway, the officer was fired. Like, thank God, but don't worry. Because that firing was actually changed later. And he was just suspended for 45 days without pay. So don't worry. That man's life wasn't ruined. He got to go back to work. Everything's fine. God. She graduated from high school. Um, It was called East Catholic High School in Manchester, Connecticut. This woman's all over the place. She's like, first I'm in Pensacola. Then I'm in Windsor Locks. Now I'm at a Catholic school in Manchester. Then she studied nursing. That's right. This woman was a fucking nurse, just like Luanne de la Seps. She studied nursing and then she moved to Atlanta, Georgia, which is where her parents had moved. So throughout her time on the Real Housewives of Atlanta, she was sort of bouncing around Atlanta, not like bouncing around like unstable in her life or anything, but just like she lived in a couple houses, but they got better and better each time. You know, it was like a natural progression of, of home ownership. Um, she also had Big Papa, who was like such a financier. Um, I I don't think I want to say his name on because I like knowing him just as Big Papa. And so I don't want to like research him and then like break my brain about it, you know? So I'm just going to keep referring to him as Big Papa and do no further research. But that was basically her sugar daddy. Okay. So in 2016, this is about a couple years ago, Kim and her daughters launched a skincare line called, oh no, it was just Kim called Cashmere Collection. And then she launched a perfume called Cashmere. Well, then even later, like recently, Kim, Ariel, and Brielle Brielle started a line of makeup called Cab, K-A-B, for their initials, Kim, Ariana, Brielle. Cab Beauty. Well, what I heard, and this is all alleged because I'm not sure about any of this. I heard it. Word on the street is cab had people sign up for like subscription boxes or something of the sort, like some sort of product was bought and never fulfilled, which is just par for the course for housewives products. If you ask me, 
Purchasing a housewife product is like loaning money. Don't expect to ever get it back. Don't expect to ever get your product. That's just it. It's a gamble. It's a risk that you're willing to take. So Kim bought this house in question that we're talking about with the foreclosure. Excuse me. I needed to wet my whistle. Kim bought this home in 2012. And when she bought it, she paid $880,000, which is like a lot of money, right? But it's also not a lot of money for a 6,000 square foot mansion with more bathrooms than bedrooms. It has nine bathrooms and six bedrooms. That's the way to do it. Each bedroom should have a bathroom and each floor should have a bathroom separate from the bedroom bathroom. That's, I believe it. I believe it. If I were rich, that's what I would have. And if I were a home builder, that's what I would do. Well, in 2014, like just two years later, Kim was sent a letter to be like, yo, brother, pay up the mortgage or you're going to have to skedaddle. Well, at that time, the debt owed was $10,567. Great. She paid it off. Don't worry. But when did she pay it off? June of 2021. Kim, seven years to pay $10,500. Like we've all been worried about this woman's finances for a while. And I think we're seeing why we were all worried. Like we were all kind of like feeling the shark in the water. Well, here it is. She was taken forever to pay this off. And it's like, if I were watching this, like, and I, it's like, she obviously gets like $10,000. She gets more than that per episode of her little show and per Instagram post, like $10,000 is not that much for this woman. Like just pay it. But anyway, seven years later, she pays it. Okay. Well, the most recent report is that she owed money on her home, but she defaulted on it. And so her home went into foreclosure. So the value of her home now, remember that she bought it for $880,000. Well, now it's worth $2.5 million. Okay. Wow. Talk about a huge increase in value. That's a lot of equity in the home. So why is she allegedly getting foreclosed on a $300,000 mortgage. They're saying that she took out a home equity line of credit for $300,000 and she only made a couple payments. And so she has $257,000 left that she has to pay. Usually when people have a home equity line of credit, it's like a loan you take out against your house. And then you can do things like build a swimming pool or whatever, you know, it's like, you're just borrowing money from your house and then paying it back. Anyway, so if this alleged foreclosure is $257,000, I'm sitting here thinking, I mean, the value of this home has increased at least to almost $2 million increase or something, or at least 1 million. I don't, I don't know math very well. So it's at least got a million dollars increase. And if there's $257,000, that's like negative in a $2.5 million house, that means that it's like a $2.25 million house or something like that, which is like still a lot of money. So I, you know, saying, Oh, she's losing her house. Like 
No, she's just like they're trying to take her. They're trying to get her money back. They're trying to get her money back. So what does Kim have to say about this? Well, Kim's like, this is a quote. I love this quote. My house was not sold for $270,000. If you guys think that I would let my home that we put millions and millions of dollars into go for $257,000, you're an idiot. Okay. For real. So what are you going to do? Haters. When I'm here for Christmas and I'm here for my birthday and I'm here for all these amazing dates. She was looking Jen Shaw right in the eye when she said that. I'm here until I fucking want to move out till I decide I don't want to live here anymore. So enjoy the view haters because you're going to be seeing it for quite some time. She is so dramatic. I love it. Okay, so first things first, let's take a look at the documents that tell us what the fuck is even going on here. One moment, please. Click. Share. Oh my god, I'm such a Zoom girly. Okay, so if you take a look at this document right here, it says, according to foreclosurebidlist.com, which, yes, I paid I fucking paid for this stupid thing. Basically, what I did was I went on a website that posted all of the foreclosures that happened. So in Fulton County, which is where Kim Zolciak lives, they they host the foreclosure auctions the first Tuesday of the month. That's crazy that they do that because that's like coming. That's like asking for interference with like elections. Like they should do Wednesday because Wednesday really nothing happens every other Wednesday. And I mean, Friday's usually a holiday. It's not going to interfere with Thanksgiving. Like, I don't know why they did Tuesdays, but they did. So they have these auctions every Tuesday. So I went to this website that had a list of all the auctions and it basically you could look up and see what exactly is the foreclosure that you're going to buy like against this house. Like what's the value of it? You guys, she only owes $26,044. That's it. She could literally sell a handbag and pay off this mortgage. So what I'm thinking is she just got lazy and didn't pay or she got greedy And did that thing where you're like, oh, rent's due, but I get paid on the third, but rent's also due on the third. So I could write the check for the third and I can go out tonight. I think that's what she was doing. Or maybe she just got lazy. I don't know. But either way, $26,000 is like not that much money, especially for someone who has like a Birkin bag and two businesses. Well, wow. I said that really boldly for a girl who just did an episode on how poor Erica Jane is, you know? Okay. So I also logged into the Fulton County recorder's office because I'm an insane person. And I went and found the deeds that were recorded and basically all the documents that the recorder had based on like this whole property. And really nothing exciting is happening here, guys. It's really boring. Pretty much she has the home equity line of credit. That's it. If you want to look and see Kim's autograph, though, she did autograph this back page of this agreement right here. And Kim 
her autograph and Croy's autograph look so similar that I'm like, they either practice this together or they were made for each other or I'm not going to say the other or I don't want to accuse them of a crime, but their K's look quite similar. And same with the beats. But actually, Croy's, you can tell, is a man. You know how, what is up with men and having just the worst penmanship? What the fuck is that? Like, can you just try? And it's like, you guys pride yourself so much on, like, picking up heavy things and being like, I can swallow a raw egg. And it's like, cool, I can address an envelope properly, Steve. What about that? Whatever happened to that? Learn how to write. God, it's so awful. It's embarrassing. Men, get it together. Tell your friends, get it together. Anyway, there's more documents here that are filed. And it's like, again, not very, you know, not the not the most interesting thing in the world. There's a loan modification agreement. And you know, who cares about that? No one even wants to read their own loan documents. Like, I'm not going to sit here and read Kim's loan documents live on the air. But, you know, it was fun to see. But it's just, like, all to say that, like, Kim's kind of right. She is there until she fucking decides to move out. And also, no one bought the house. Like, as as far as I can tell, no one bought the house, like, different from Kim. Like, maybe Kim redeemed the loan, like, made the payment to like show oh I actually I can afford this like please don't take my two million dollar house like it's such a small small amount of money like she'll just pay the sheriff the 25 grand and they'll give her her money back or her property back um and then she'll be free and clear and she put another hair shampoo sink down there in the basement okay one more thing that I wanted to talk about though was Ariana's DUI And I'm not going to sit here and like, be like, Ariana got a DUI, but what the fuck, Ariana, you're rich. You have a father who's literally was in the NFL and you have a mom who has a hit single that was written by Candy Burris. And like the only other people who can say that is like Beyonce. So I think you can afford an Uber. And if you can't afford an Uber, you need to go sell some sugar bear hairs. I'm so sick of people getting DUIs. It's so stupid. Get an Uber and it's like, get a credit card and put it on there. Like get a credit card, put it on your Uber account. And so you always have, you know, available credit to use to get a ride home. You just, you have to, but here's, here's what I wanted to bring up. And this was something that I wanted to circle back to the Khloe Kardashian of it all, which is the reason why I brought up Ariana's DUI. Remember when Khloe Kardashian got her DUI and they like framed Khloe's mugshot and it was like funny and whatever. I really liked that. But for Ariana's DUI, they made her mugshot her birthday cake. And I just found that inappropriate because I haven't verified this, but I don't think Ariana's 21. And like an underage drinking crime that like could have resulted in the death of another. It's just like not something you put on a cake. I mean, put like a something else, but I just think that was like not the move. It was not parent of the year, not parent of the year. 
Okay. Well, another lawsuit in the Bierman family was against one Croy Evan Bierman. Croy, Mr. Tightass, was sued by this guy named Andrew Baker of Exclusive Sports Group. And basically, Baker accused Croy of owing him like commission, like he was his agent. And the commission was basically $22,000. Like these people are not good at paying for things in the double digits. Like just fucking pay it. Don't buy three pairs of shoes and just pay your fucking people. So apparently, allegedly, Croy blew off the lawsuit, even though he was like served the paperwork, like they served it on him. He got it. And he was just like, whatever. Well, you guys don't do that. You have to respond at least consult an attorney so that they can help you. Because as a result, he was in default because if you sue someone and they don't answer, you can ask for a default judgment, basically saying, Hey, they never said it was false. So go ahead court and give me a little stamp. And so then the court will stamp it and be like, Hey, you got to pay. You must pay this $22,000. And guess what? When it's a judgment like that, that a court signs, you can't declare bankruptcy and have that all go away, which is why like Alex Jones and his like big old billion dollar payout that he's going to have to pay for being the one of the biggest pricks on this fucking planet, piece of shit, garbage whore, piece of shit, garbage whore. No wonder she can't move all the time or whatever she said. Oh, that was just so great. But anyway, piece of shit, garbage whore. The following month. Um, he filed a lawsuit Baker, like basically put a lien on the property to, uh, to the tune of $12,000. So whatever happened, maybe Croy made a payment before, but he ended up saying like, fine, I'll lien it against your house so that whenever you sell your house, like you have to pay back the liens and encumbrances first. So if someone bought their home for $2 million, Baker would get paid his, you know, $12,000. Um, okay. So these bearmans aren't as busy as some of these other housewives. I mean, you have your run of the mill underage DUI, which is really unacceptable and wrong in 2022 or at any time, really get it together, get it together, get it together. Call someone. It's so dumb. It's such an expensive, it's like such an expensive thing to do. Um, anyway, this family is like not as bad as some of the other ones. Um, oh, I just had a thought. Did you guys hear that Heather and Terry doctors Dubrow, Dr. And Mrs. Guinea pig are selling that big old mansion out in Newport beach. And I was just thinking like that tree did they put those eggs in the tree? Was that the weird thing about it? And so if her eggs are in the tree, are they going to take the tree with them when they move? And if you bought that house, would you be like, can you get this art out of here? These aren't my eggs. I don't know. Just a question. Can I ask you a question? You guys, if I don't get tickets to the Taylor Swift Eras tour, you'll never hear from me again. I'm just going to like throw myself into a dark depression spiral. Okay, let's close it up with some criminal behavior. Okay, my criminal behavior is, uh, you know, I like onions. I'm someone who likes onions. I'll have onion rings. I like caramelized onions. I like French onion soup. I'm thinking about onions right now. And I'm just like, yum, that sounds good. 
those caramelized onion tart from Trader Joe's. So delicious. So delicious. I love onions. George Glass, my boyfriend, on the other hand, hates onions, hates them. Like he can't. It's like it's it's he can't eat them. It's like when those people came on below deck and chef Adam made them the whole meal with onions anyway. And they were like, what the fuck? Like that's, it would have been world war three, like no joke. If that had happened with George glass, like he can't do onions. So whenever you're at a restaurant, I've noticed lately, like I'll order a salad or something. And it's like, there's three rings of big ass bread onions on it. Um, get that out of here. It's like, I'm not even ordering a salad a lot of times. So when I do like, at least warn me that you're going to put big circles of onions on it. Like I want to choose the things I want onions in. I don't want to be surprised. Like green onions are very, very, very pungent. And like, they really overwhelm the palate. Well, I was serving dinner for a bunch of people and I didn't feel like overwhelming everybody's palate. So I specifically picked a prepared salad that did not list onions in the ingredients. And would you believe it when I made the salad and there was green onion slippers everywhere. So my criminal behavior is putting onions in things and not listing it out on the ingredients. That has got to change. That's fucking criminal. Okay, well, if you liked this show, please go ahead and rate, review, and subscribe. Head on over to our Patreon to watch the video and see all the documents. And go ahead and follow Allegedly Bravo on Instagram. Um, This was so fun. Talk to you later. Bye.